Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am solo, and I'm going to talk very briefly to you about a topic that I don't think we talk enough about. We talk a lot about food, nutrition, and eating, but we don't talk enough about mindful eating and what what exactly is that? There's a lot that goes into to mindful eating, and it's something that I think we all know several of the principles about, but we don't apply it. We don't do it. And so many people that I talk to or meet and coach have habits that take them away from the mindfulness of eating their food. And sometimes it can be just the smallest thing that can solve some of the challenges that you might be having with your health or your nutrition or your diet. By the word diet, I don't mean like restrictive diet. So over the last few months, I've been slowly working on a new certification. Um, I believe in, in continuous education. I love learning. But also as a coach, it's my responsibility and duty to make sure that I am seeking out the best, most scientifically valid um, training and, and continuing education that will help me help my clients and allow me to bring you the most up-to-date information. So one thing that I found on my way um, was a training for mindful eating. And I'm very excited to tell you that in a few weeks, I will launch this. This program is based on a scientifically proven program from Michelle May, MD. She is a medical doctor who created a program for mindful eating. And she has a very good book called Eat What You Love, Love What You Eat. And she wrote this a few years ago. And, you know, it comes from her experience with her patients, as well as her experience as a medical doctor. So it's all very valid and not a lot of woo, which everyone loves a little bit of woo every now and then. I think we could all use some woo from time to time. But I'm super happy and honored that I'm going to be licensed to facilitate this really soon. But I just want to talk to you a little bit about mindful eating and and what that is in the, in the context of, of am I hungry and eat what you love and love what you eat, because we all love to eat and we should all be eating what we love too. So if you're listening to this, I'll bet at one point or time in your life, you may have been on a diet. I know that I've tried many myself and sometimes I've even tried some that I knew were not so great, but I was super curious about it. Um, I'm sorry, keto people. I, I tried it once, even though I don't eat meat and I didn't eat, eat meat. I ate chicken and did all the other things, but I didn't feel well when I was on that. And after reading the research about it, I understand why it's not really considered to be one of the best viable ways to eat maybe as a short term thing, but for the long term, it's been proven to to our bodies and organs and all that fat and stuff is very hard on us. Or if you've never dieted, maybe you know somebody that's been on a lot of diets. And diets always 
make us go into that, oh, we should eat this and you should eat that. And that's why I highlight keto because people who strongly believe in keto or have strong feelings about it are the first ones to, to tell somebody, oh, you should eat this and you should eat that. And not everyone can eat the same way exactly. Sometimes there are people that have certain restrictions, like they might be um, gluten intolerant, or maybe they have full-blown celiac, they can't have wheat or gluten. Um, there might be people with certain thyroid conditions that it doesn't allow them to eat certain foods because it will you know, cause their um, hormones to be imbalanced. And I think we should all approach everyone in their eating style with a bit of grace. Um, because also in addition to physical and biological reasons, some people have religious reasons for eating what they eat and that's okay too. That's their, their choice and their spirituality. So I think first and foremost, when it comes to diet, we need to give ourselves and everyone else a lot of space to work within what is right for them. But no matter what nutrition camp you subscribe to, we should really all be doing it mindfully. And what does that mean? How do you eat mindfully? Well, I think a lot of us, we, we kind of think we know what that means. But if you look first and foremost, like the biggest question is to ask yourself is, why do I eat what I eat? That should be our major understanding of our nutrition and why we eat what we eat. And if you think back to when you were a child, or if you see small children who are just starting to eat solid foods, you know, they'll, they'll try different things. Their palate's still quite new. Some tastes are new. Some they like, some they don't like. But small children will stop eating when they're full. And we shouldn't continue to push them when they're full. So a lot of our eating habits, we do learn as children. We learn from our parents. And I have this discussion with some of my business partners, and I think you'll we'll probably get together and talk about this on a podcast in the, in the future that's scheduled for down the line. But a lot of people say, oh, my child's a picky eater, or my child only eats sweets, or my child only eats French fries. But where did they get the French fries? They didn't just like drive through, you know, a fast food place and start getting French fries. And, and of course, it's fine to introduce, you know, certain quote unquote, unhealthier foods to children. I'm not saying you have to be super restrictive, but everything in moderation. And it is our job as parents, first and foremost, to teach children how to eat, what to eat, help them understand when they're hungry. Don't, you know, do it, do it at a table where they can be really focused on the food. It's not like, you know, when they're running around the park and I always see a lot of people feeding children in the park, you know, that one I never understood because then the child cannot play mindfully, nor can they eat mindfully. Just as adults, when we're sitting and looking at our telephones as we eat and we'll eat something and we'll have no idea what it is that we just ate. I used to always say that when I was, you know, working in corporate, I'd go in, I'd get a coffee, I'd limit my coffee to about two cups a day. I know there's a lot of sometimes controversy around caffeine, but I like coffee, but whether it's mushroom coffee or whatever, or regular coffee, I would be sad when I finished my second coffee 
of the day and I wasn't mindful enough in doing it because I was drinking it as I was responding to emails and emails would bring up a lot of emotions about different projects or things that weren't done, all kinds of things. And I loved my coffee so much that I wanted to enjoy it mindfully. So, you know, as adults, we're not eating mindful, mindfully at all. Or if you're at home, a lot of people, they'll watch TV or stream something while they're eating and we don't really know what it is that we ate. The other question, you know, there, there's many questions to look at, but some of the other things we can look at is like, when do we eat? What causes your urge to eat? It should be when we're hungry, of course, but oftentimes it's not. Sometimes it's an emotional thing. Some of us might be stress eaters. I know I can be like that from time to time. And I've kind of found, you know, some different things to do. Uh, maybe I'll go take the dog for a walk if I'm feeling stressed in the evening instead of grabbing a snack or something to eat. Or, you know, habits are hard to break. Some people get wrapped up into a habit that at the end of the day they want to unwind. So they'll go sit and watch something on TV. But then that also encourages them to open a snack or something. So you have to figure out how to break those cycles. And that's exactly what this course does. How do you eat it? How do you plate it? What does it look like? What are you, are you eating it like out of a box or something else? How much you eat is important as well. Especially if you have diabetes, of course, we're always measuring the food, measuring the carbs, weighing it and things like that. But this is something we all need to be mindful of. This isn't just for something for people with chronic conditions and diabetes. Everybody needs to eat the right amount of food. Everyone needs the right amount of calories. Everyone needs the right amount of macronutrients. So how much is super important? And then where are you putting that energy? When, once you choose the food you eat and you have that in your body, then because food is an energy exchange at the end of the day, whatever it is. If you're eating plants, the plants are giving you energy. If you're eating animal protein, then that is an energy exchange that that animal gave its life for you. So how are you using that energy? Are you using it physically or intellectually or in some other way emotionally? So, so that is super important when it comes to these things. And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Diapoint Coaching and Training. We offer different coaching packages to meet your different needs, whether it's a quick start health coaching package or maybe a three-month coaching transformation that you're in need of, we can support you. We also offer some personalized health evaluations, diabetes doula consultations, and more. Please visit the diapointshop.com and visit our coaching and wellness page to learn more. If you're still not sure, sign up for a free discovery call. And we can talk more about what you're looking for, what your needs are, and about how coaching might support you. And it's free. Now back to the show. Another thing that comes up when people start thinking about mindful eating, it's overeating. We don't want to overeat. That's one reason why we want to eat mindfully is to, one of the biggest reasons maybe, is to avoid overeating in addition to enjoying our food and having gratitude for it and really appreciating it. But, you know, the overeating usually happens when we're emotionally stressed or just very emotional about something. Um, overeating sometimes can be really food focused. 
maybe there's something that we love and we, we don't eat it often or we feel deprived from it. So we might overeat. Um, and then a lot of us will go punish ourselves after we overeat or indulge in binge. And then we might overexercise or we feel, you know, that we have to counterbalance everything we ate with exercise. And it should be a balance. Exercise should be something that we do because we enjoy it. Like I always say, whatever activities you're doing, you sh- it should bring you joy. Don't go run the marathon because then you feel you can eat what you want. It, yeah, it's a great way to burn calories, but you're going to not probably enjoy running the marathon. And then if you're eating quote unquote what you want, it may not even be the best fuel for your body, which will make running even more difficult. And then you hate running and you end up getting injured and it just becomes this big negative cycle of everything that is not fun. So some physical triggers other than hunger that might cause a response that might cause you to overeat or eat when you don't need to. It might be that you're thirsty. It might be that you're tired or you might even have physical pain. I know for myself, sometimes when I'm really, really tired and then I tend to want to snack more, especially in the evening. And now I know the difference it's okay to want an occasional snack, but I do know now to pause and think, mm, how many average hours have I slept over the last few nights? And then it becomes an accumulation of me being really, really tired. And then I, I'm not going to make a, a good decision to eat. I'm going to eat something maybe bad, which I don't keep a lot of those quote unquote bad foods in my house too much so that I'm not tempted by them. But then I do eat them and then I feel bad. And also another thing that people do when they tend to overeat, they tend to eat too fast. We really need to look at that because it's been scientifically proven. And I think I've said this in another podcast that chewing your food is actually critical. A lot of us know that that's the first step of the digestion process, but the better you chew your food, the better your blood sugars will be because your stomach and everything else is not having to work so hard to break it down. So if you want to see good blood sugar, eat mindfully, chew your food, pay attention to it. It really, really helps. So there's so much more to eating than this. This is just a few of the basic things that a lot of us think of when we talk about mindful eating. But in this new program that I'm going to launch, we're going to do a deep dive into all of it. And you'll be the first to know once that launches and you can sign up for that. So these are a few of the things that I wanted to talk about with, with mindful eating. Um, it's a lot of things that we all think of in the context of mindful eating, but I'm very excited that there's a whole beautiful science-based program around it where we can really take a deep dive into it because I think it's a challenge for a lot of people. So this program I'm hoping is going to support you when you're stuck in maybe a overeating cycle and you're eating mindlessly or because of environmental or emotional triggers, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a good popcorn at the movies, but it's a good example of how, you know, sometimes we won't pay attention and realize how much we've eaten. I love popcorn at the movies and I do eat it and not very mindfully. I love crunchy stuff. So it's, it's hard, even for people that 
are experienced in, in these topics or, you know, we're, we're all only human. We all bring our good and bad habits with us, but that's okay. As long as we're aware of that, then we can stop the cycle. When we react, then, you know, we'll, we'll get the same results again and again. So we have to stop, pause, be aware and be mindful. And when we're mindful, then we won't respond to those triggers of food and we'll develop a better relationship with food. And this will affect our overall health. So I just wanted to jump in here and let you know about this upcoming program. So I just wanted to jump in here and let you know about this upcoming program. I'm very excited about it. And I think it's going to teach us all a lot. And it's just another wonderful thing that I'll also add to my, um, my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching as well to help people eat more mindfully. It's something that I do work with a lot of clients about already. Um, but now I'm excited that I have even more wonderful tools to bring to you. And if you're out there today thinking about your food and mindfulness, and I'm recording this during Ramadan, and I know that, of course, for those that are fasting, your iftar is probably more mindful um, than maybe a lot of your meals when you're not fasting because it is a spiritual practice. But on a regular day, and for, for those of us that are not fasting, you should try to be more mindful. Put your phone down. Take a break. If you're drinking a coffee or a tea, focus on the smell, the temperature. What does it feel like? What does it taste like? What are the special aromas in it? And the same thing for the food that you're eating, the smell, the colors. This is one thing I love about eating plant-based is it's so colorful and inspiring. If you follow me on social media, you know I have a small garden and I always try to incorporate those things into my salads or foods or whatever it is I'm cooking and eating. So give yourself the time to enjoy it. Try not to watch TV or look at your phone when you're eating. Give yourself some grace also. Don't beat yourself up if you've eaten something for an emotional reason. It happens, but realize what you can learn from it. Realize why it happens. And if it happens frequently, then maybe the next time you're feeling that way, you can just take a pause, check in, and see if it's that you really need to eat or maybe something else will make you feel better. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts for today, but watch at diapoint.me and the diapoint shop um, on our social media at diapoint.me and at coach Pamela D for when the program launches. And we'll be also having some uh, special things that happen in alignment with that as well. I wish you all a wonderful day ahead and look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Thank you for listening. Part of our mission at Diapoint is to support people with diabetes with our free resources and content. The medical care associated with diabetes can be extremely expensive and even out of reach for many. If you found this podcast helpful, useful, interesting, or inspirational, please go over to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear about it. You can rate it or you can leave a review. 
And also don't forget to share it with your friends. We thank you so much for your support. This is a very simple way to support us and it can be very powerful to help other people find the information that they need. Have a wonderful day.